Hey guys, welcome to the Killing the Tea podcast. This is Gare and Kate, and we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. Yeah, I, I just haven't Can been I, able to stop yawning. <laughs> if you yawn, I'm just going to pull a Dorit like during the reunion. Yes. Beverly Hills am I boring you oh I'm sorry am I boring you Andy <laughs> sorry am I boring you Andy long-winded Dorit oh my gosh she's something else she has something else um I'm very excited for the new season of Beverly Hills because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people I like Dorit but I don't think she brings a lot to the show other than like no. fashion yeah. but and she's kooky sometimes I was thinking the other night during BravoCon, they asked Erica Jane who the next couple she thought would get divorced is. Uh huh. And she said Dorit and PK. I don't have any friends that I would let get away with that joke. You what? I don't have any friends that I would let get away with that kind of joke. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause I'm like, because what is Erica actually scheming? You know, like you and I are very close. You have a very good head on your shoulders and like you're very reasonable. But like if I were on another person's podcast mm-hmm. and they were like, which one of your friends do you think will break up next? And I'd exactly. be like, oh, Kate and Tyler, whether I was <laughs> joking or not, you'd be like, fuck you, Gara. I'd be like, cool, cool. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah. Then you'd get to see the version of me that you saw after I saw the Vanderpump Rules season trailer. (laughs) You would would be confronted with that, Kate. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. Very valid points. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you had like a secret like double life, I think you would do really well as like a lawyer in your other life. Yep. I was, that was what I was supposed to be. Kind I of. wanted to be a lawyer when I was growing up. And like, I still think I could be good at it. It's just didn't go that route. All right. Mm-hmm. Some legal procedural or some legal thrillers. I really do love Bonnie Kessler's legal thrillers. So I'm enjoying fun. the legal thriller that I'm reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a sexy legal thriller? Oh, no. You're talking no, about it's a charlie don the charlie dunley one <laughs> i couldn't tell from your smile if you had a side book on the side oh no that would be i would that's how i would start this puppy off <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> that would be a good gay thriller for me to write yes the lawyer that's like banging his like the judge defendant no the prisoner the person on trial that's good that's good too imagine like a sexy like gay thriller where he's like having sex with the felon and then it's like oh my god maybe he really is guilty yeah kind of like you know how did you watch any of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) but like basically in the very first episode how they like hook up when they don't know that they're going to be working together 
and that's kind of like a trope that you see so it'd be funny to do it it, with that where like maybe he like hooks up with him on grinder or something and then he finds out that the guy whatever and he's like should i defend him he seemed like a good guy oh that is a good one that would be fun that's that's a trope um it happens like very early on but that's a trope in the angie palerino series that i recommended Mm -hmm. by um laura fan white is like drowning girls yeah it's like the detective has this like wild night in like of sex in a motel with this guy and then she goes to work and he's there (sighs) and she's like a detective i want I want to read those so bad. And every time I bring it up to you, you're like, you're going to have to like read all of them. You'll want to. Uh, And I believe you. And so then I'm always like, I don't know. But I like everything you say about that series makes me want to read it. There's like some, the thing I think you'll really like about it is everything you've talked about with religion. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the... A lot of the the plots deal with like not just regular schmegular religion, but like the mm-hmm. fucking kooky ass people who like fascinates me. Think that they're God. Yes. Yes. And how fucked up they are. So I'm like, oh okay, well, no. some of no. the like most fascinating documentaries, most enjoyable documentaries for me, are like ones about cults. The Nixium one was so good. So if anybody is into cult-ish documentaries, the Nixium one on HBO was amazing. And I'm trying to think of what the one... I can't think of this one on Netflix, so I'm pulling it up. Cults terrify me. Yeah. Especially, like... Why can't I think of this? It was so good. I've been in like somewhat like verbally abusive relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> where people try to like gaslight me or like prey on my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And like that's one person on one person. So like the fact that you have like somebody that can manipulate that many people to like join a call and gaslight and prey on them and all of that thing like no because I'm a pretty like good with like bullshit like I'm like I smell bullshit you're out of here yeah so the fact that like some of these men have gotten away with this I know because they were tall and toxic and that's what I'm into I'm like (laughs) oh my god well and I love when our girl Ashley was talking about the last housewife that the way she wrote it was like how could I see this like what are like steps that I could see this like luring me into it which is like an even scarier take but she was kind of like if I was that age how could it slowly shift into something and when you're young that's when it's so easy yeah yeah I'm thinking of like men who emotionally manipulated me and stuff when I was in like my early 20s like late teens early 20s and how they like Mm -hmm. I was like holy shit because even back then I was like a little snarky like "Mm -mm." you know but then I was (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) look back on it I'm like Jesus yeah um and yeah anybody who just tries to gaslight and emotionally manipulate me over 30 I'm just like 
you'll never change Mm -mm. not today you'll never change not tomorrow either (laughs) (laughs) the other documentary is called wild wild country on netflix and it is like a thrilling experience of a documentary um basically a guru bhagwan and his personal assistant ma sheila basically make a larger and larger and larger and larger cult that starts to include like sex stuff and they try to even like create they try to overtake a city in oregon it's wild and there's so many wild things it feels like you're reading a thriller about a cult like each episode you like (laughs) it feels like you're left on a cliffhanger every single episode like there's six hours of content and we started it and finished it at like three in the morning because we like could not stop watching it. So anyone who can really get into those docs, you need to see Wild Wild Country. That would be like the most disturbing thing for me. I think I would fall asleep faster watching mm-hmm. a documentary about cannibalism than I would like organized oh, religion God. and cults. And cannibalism is the one that I can't handle lately. Like in my old age, all of a I mean, sudden. it would definitely disturb me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then, but like the religion cult thing also mm-hmm. terrifies the living hell out of me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I am enjoying that we're recording and it's still daylight out. Oh, Yeah. It is for the people who don't mm-hmm. like to live in the dark like me. This is your time. It's, I will say, I do like when it's light out longer, but I also mm-hmm. would prefer like brisk weather. Yes, definitely that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler's happy though. He yeah. gets the seasonal affective depression gets bad in February. Mine usually does too. Yeah. January and February. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah looking forward to like nicer longer days sunshine vitamin mm-hmm. d yes um so speaking of looking forward to things mm-hmm. like spring like spring and books as always um this is a new chapter for us um because we're having we- a baby <laughs> we're having a baby and it's a thriller <laughs> uh, oh my gosh i'm sorry we would have this like a genre reveal just... party <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing <laughs> it's like okay is it gonna be a thriller a spy novel oh my god a smutty gay book or is it going to be something by taylor jenkins reed <laughs> <laughs> or a smutty gay spy book <laughs> oh my god mm-hmm. um but also there's something that we're kind of introducing that we discussed called tentative title right now is radar corner where oh, yes you know um if we think of something i kind of did it a few weeks ago with um whisper by brian dearborn mm-hmm. but if we come across a book that we're like okay this sounds really good something that we want to keep in mind mm-hmm. um we're just gonna like shout it out so like next yeah. week you know you might find a book that you're like oh my god it's coming out in september but i'm super pumped for it and we're just gonna Ooh, go from one. there oh yeah, yeah. We can both I do one then. Now that you say that. So I'm going to pull <gasps> Good. it up. 
Good. Yeah. All right. Well, you pull it up and I'm going to shout it out. Um, shout it out. Shout it out. So the only thing I thought of um, is there is a book coming out that came across my radar a couple of months ago. And I read the synopsis and I was like, add to cart, add to cart. I don't care when this comes out, add to cart. And I keep thinking of it and keep thinking of it and keep thinking of it. And the reason is, is because I knew that it was coming out sometime in the near future. But I just keep checking, hoping that the release date is pushed up. Um, So the novel is called The Hurricane Blonde by Hallie Sutton, which is like the fucking coolest name ever. It is. And I and also the like title and the coolest cover. Oh my oh my god. Just cool. Give me so many things to do with this book that I mm-hmm. love. We've got Hollywood 90s vibes, cold case murder. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. So Hurricane Blonde by Hallie Sutton is about Hollywood being a sickness. And there are few people who understand this better than Salma Lowe, progeny of Hollywood royalty and former child star turned guide to the six, no, SARS six feet under tour bus. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Salma spends her days leading tourists around star-studded avenues of Hollywood, pointing out where actresses have met spectacular or untimely ends. Salma knows better than anyone that a tragic death is the surest surest path to stardom <laughs> jesus garrett there's a lot of s's <laughs> my god sam 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 um <laughs> so she knows better than anyone that a tragic death is the surest path to stardom her own sister tawny dubbed the hurricane blonde for her off-camera antics was murdered in the mid-90s and the case remains unsolved Salma herself has sworn off acting and hopes to stay out of trouble until a real dead body is discovered on her tour on the property where her sister once lived. Salma soon realizes something uncanny. It's not just that this woman is dead at her sister's address. It's that she also looks just like her and is wearing her distinctive hair clip. When the police investigation goes nowhere, Salma has no choice but to plunge herself into the world where she left behind and search for her sister's killer, who may have just struck again. But the search for the truth will take her deep into the rot of Hollywood past and present into her family's own long buried and terrible secrets. That sounds so good. So good. I fucking love, love, love a cold case murder. Yes. All I'm thinking of is like, especially somebody who has a reputation for having like, or behavior on yeah camera or off camera i mean mm-hmm. um i can't speak today so just <laughs> <laughs> i might not be able to either i'm like oh my god um this book sounds amazing let me botch the fucking synopsis selma <laughs> jesus um but yeah it just sounds really good it sounds yeah. really really good i also love like a story of like how she had like turned away this Hollywood presence in order to like literally be a tour guide for stars who have been murdered and have died yeah like this is very far but the only thing I could think of with that is um 
my best friend and I used to live in Boston together. Mm-hmm. And her mom is like the coolest. So shout out to Rochelle. Like, you are the coolest lady. I fucking love you. Um, Like, she was reading a Patricia Cornwell book when she went to visit. Oh, my God. And she, like, she came to visit one time. And I think it was around Halloween. But, like, I had gone Mm -hmm. done work. And my friend, Nicole, had texted me and was like, hey, my mom got us tickets to this um, haunted Boston tour. So, like, it's, like, a tour. Like, you walk around Boston Mm-hmm. And they show you, like, where all of these crimes have happened. Oh, my God. Like, they would, you would, like, be walking and they'd, like, point at, like, a window and be, like, that was where, like, the fifth victim of the Boston Strangler was found or, like, something like that. It was so interesting and so cool because I love true crime so much. Yeah. That, like, it was one of my favorite memories of being in Boston. That's so cool. hmm I yeah, it was just so. I want to go to Boston. Cool. I love Boston. I love One Boston. Day. I dread New York City like nobody's business. Like, not like. Listen, if you're a New Yorker and you love it, like, good for you. Uh, it right. is way too much for me. I would hate it. I'd love. Do you ever I'm watch listening. a movie and you're like, you see like people walking on the streets of New York, and there's like six people on the sidewalk, and then you go to New York, and it's actually six hundred people, like even at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, that would just in subways. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, not for me. They, oh, it even just reminds me of being in buses in college, and I hated that so much. I tended to walk more because I hated the buses so much. Mm-mm. So, public transportation is, I will say, the T system in Boston was always very clean. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, like it did not bother me whatsoever. That's good. And I get nauseous very quickly, so and easily. <laughs> so same. <laughs> so we're so yeah. fun. Yeah. I have a blast to go out of town with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did think of a book. Actually, this is kind of crazy. So the way you described it, like Oh, sometimes you find a book that you're like, "Ooh, this is kind of cool," mm-hmm. and you're like, "But maybe it comes out in September." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I think there is a book. It's actually in September." So like you prophesized it, but um, I was actually just like in a net galley, um, like a dashboard or whatever, and saw mm-hmm. the cover, and the cover is so cool. For this book, Dreambound by Dan Fry or Frey. Um, so, like, the cover actually even, like, grabbed my attention initially. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, I just feel like this synopsis is so interesting. Um, so, in this thrilling contemporary fantasy novel, a father must uncover the secret magical underbelly of Los Angeles to find his daughter who has seemingly disappeared into the fictional universe of her favorite fantasy series. When Byron Kidd's 12-year-old daughter vanishes, the only clue left behind is a note claiming she's taken off to explore the hidden world, a magical land from a series of popular novels. She's not the only child to seek out this imaginary realm in recent years, and Byron, a cynical and hard-nosed reporter, is determined to discover the whereabouts of dozens of missing kids. 
Byron secures a high-profile interview with Annabelle Tobin, the eccentric author of the books, and heads off to her palatial home in Hollywood Hills. But the truth Byron discovers is more fantastical than he ever could have dreamed. As he uncovers locations from the books that seem to be bleeding into the real world, real world, <laughs> I can't talk either. <laughs> um, <laughs> he must shed his doubts and dive headfirst into the mystical secrets of Los Angeles if he ever hopes to reunite with his child. Soon Byron finds himself on his own epic journey, but if he's not careful, he could be the one to disappear next. And it's just like it's the most unique synopsis I've read in a in a while. Like there's a lot going on there. But like as a bookworm, I love the idea of like kids escaping into books. And like what you could do with that. Yeah. So yeah, I it's one it's also one where like I'm like maybe this is way too much fantasy for me and that could be you what happens. Like but I'm I feel like I'm going to like it. It's got a lot too with Hollywood mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. But it's it, September. It'll probably be refreshing to honestly read a book about missing children where you know that the ending's not going to be very bleak. I have to agree with you on that. I would have, as a child, would have loved to disappear into some books. I remember so badly wishing that I could. And, like, thinking I could, like, will it, maybe, <laughs> if I wanted oh my it. God. I'm just glad that we don't have any train stations around here, because I probably would have gotten abducted trying to, like, find Hogwarts. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, those sound very so good. Fun. Both of our mm-hmm. books. Um, so that's our radar corner. Usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a good old California setting. Mm-hmm. I think I could segue from that. Oh my God, no. go, yes. Yeah, you can. Okay, I can't. They're not in California, but I can also just jump in with my first. Oh, yeah. so we're gonna talk (laughs) we kind of previewed it and then we did our our corner what is it called Mm -hmm. our radar corner but we are going to talk about the books we're excited for that are getting published this spring and we kind of chose april may yep we sprang forward our clocks and now we're gonna spring forward our tbrs yeah yeah totes but yeah you could well how many do you have i got six. Oh my god i have six as well yeah (laughs) i love it okay and i i'm very interested to see if any of them overlap but Um, i also tried to like choose somewhere i was like i don't think he would mention this one i picked some that i think let me see i have one oh shit one two three four i have four that i think might overlap four and a half out of six but i don't care at this point if we overlap because the thing is sometimes if we overlap there's certain things that speak to the to us from the book or the synopsis that like i might be excited about versus you what you will be excited about so if we overlap we overlap yeah 
who gives a fuck? It just means if we overlap, yeah. that means you need to pre-order it because that's both of us being excited. That's for a really it. good point. <laughs> so you kick it yeah. off, little little honey bun. So if any of our listeners are watching Daisy Jones, and I think some of them are, then you're feeling the buzz of the fun of like uh dysfunctional musicians and when i was on tiktok a couple weeks ago the the author of this book was promoting it by saying don't you wish there was like a daisy jones but set in like the 90s like britney spears type um era Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck yeah that sounds great and then she was like (sighs) was that one of yours And she's like, I was she like, like held What the fuck? <laughs> that okay, the funny thing is that was literally the one I didn't think we would overlap on. Me too. <laughs> oh my we, god. We oh that's hilarious. Well, she basically did this brilliant TikTok and was like, well that story does exist it's my book and i was like holy shit i want to read that so yeah me it's too called <laughs> the daydreams by laura hankin as gary mentioned <laughs> um <laughs> so it this is another one of those ones where it makes sense to read the like part before the synopsis um mm-hmm. a deliciously entertaining novel about the stars of a popular teen show from the early 2000s and the reunion special 13 years after their scandalous flame out that will either be their last chance at redemption or destroy them all for good. Back in 2004, the Daydreams had it all, a cast of innocent-seeming teenagers acting and singing their hearts out. Amazing ratings and a will-they-or-won't-they romance that steamed up fan fiction forums. Then, during the live season two finale, it all imploded, leaving everyone scrambling to understand why. Afterward, the four stars went down very different paths. Kat is now a lawyer in Washington, D.C. Liana is the board wife of a famous athlete. Noah, the show's golden boy, emerged unscathed and is poised to become a household name. And Summer, the object of Noah's fictional and maybe real-life affections, is the cautionary tale. But now the fans are demanding a reunion special. The stars all have private reasons to come back. Forgiveness, revenge, a second chance with a first love. But as they tentatively rediscover the magic of the original show, old secrets threaten to surface, including the real reason behind their downfall. It just sounds so, so freaking fun. I read a book by her. I think it was her first book. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And then I Ooh. bought her second book, but I haven't read it yet. So, but she's, she's, the reason I'm very excited for this one mm-hmm. um, is because of my previous reading experiences with her in which I know oh, that nice. she is fantastic at an ensemble cast. So that's really good to know. She's just like writes the kind of person that's like, oh, like 
she had like beautiful bangs and wavy hair and like loved spearmint gum and like you automatically are like oh my god it's Blake Lively yeah you know what I mean like she just like she has like this knack for like writing characters that are like very distinctive nice I love that and I love that it's like I haven't read Daisy Jones yet but like I wasn't like a Fleetwood Mac kind of boy and like was like maybe I just wouldn't be able to get into it but like Britney Spears and NSYNC and Christina Aguilera and all of that like I'm gonna fucking devour up it's that same but I will say about Daisy Jones like especially if you read the book you don't have to listen to any music am I like getting into it (laughs) it's it's happening (laughs) I just that was a lecture (laughs) if you if you read the book you don't have to listen to the music i will notice sometimes i get bored during the show because like it's not my style of music but Mm -hmm. the book very much is like that same (laughs) scary relationship dynamic just in the 70s okay if you read the book (laughs) i said that Uh. another time (laughs) <laughs> and i'm just generally saying we cannot, <laughs> no cracking tjr jokes around kate <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i really just meant it as like if there are people that have read the book i just i don't care i don't care if you rip my head off when it comes to tjr it just means how much you love her and i love that for you (laughs) i like it when you scare me a little bit because usually i'm like the fucking psycho on here (laughs) yeah mine's like a little more hidden that's all i know that was like kind of like sexy too (laughs) especially because your hair is so like thick right now you're just like really doing it's living its life yeah yeah i loved it and my roots are filled so that's Um, also yeah yesterday after you um did your hair and you like marco poloed me i was like oh my god your fucking hair is so great right now i know and after being sick we're like i just didn't i couldn't care about my appearance mm-hmm. it felt so nice to be able to dry my hair again i know I my know ladies that. know what i'm talking about me too yeah <laughs> i gave myself start. a little blowout before i'm just <laughs> towel dried it and brushed it with my hands <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes that book be. sounds amazing mm-hmm. amazing um i am um, <laughs> i don't i don't have a segue other than yeah. since you took one of mine i'm just gonna go with this one first before you can get Good. to it <laughs> i think we did this a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, speaking of um, an ensemble cast of characters mm-hmm. in a situation of celebrity status, yes. yeah, let's talk about Murder Palooza mm-hmm. in the book "I Didn't Do It" by Jamie Lynn Hendricks. <laughs> when you said, I, "I knew which one you were gonna take too," oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fun! Go for it! <laughs> it's so fun for us to fuck with each other. I know. Um, yeah, I Didn't Do It by Jamie Lynn Hendricks comes out this spring. I believe it's May 23rd. Yeah. I felt really like... cocky about that until I like said it. But and I just closed the tab because I was like, so, I'm gonna go with anymore. May 23rd. But if you pre-order it now, it doesn't matter when it comes out because you'll have it when it's available. Yeah. 
Murderpalooza is the premier thriller writers conference meant to be an exciting celebration of the genre and its preeminent writers. But when best-selling author and industry favorite Kristen Bailey is found dead in her hotel room, four rival authors, a midlister, an egomaniac, a has-been, and the newbie also get targeted by an anonymous social media account and wonder if they're next. First, they find themselves bonding to try to find out who's behind it. But as the account taunts them, it slowly reveals secrets that each of them have been connected to Kristen. Secrets that make them a suspect in each other's eyes. Soon, they are turning on each other and silently accusing each as a killer. With time running out until the awards ceremony where the social media account has promised a big reveal, the only thing they know for sure is that no one is better at both creating and solving a mystery than the people who write them for a living. I just love all of the elements at play. I just love that there are some elements to this that I think would be based off from real things like Mm -hmm. Jamie Lynn Hendricks has never had a negative thing about any author to say Mm -mm. to me but when it comes to like Thriller Fest and other things there has been other authors that have spilled some tea with me Mm -hmm. about other authors as well and (laughs) how and like other people like who are like bookstagrammers and stuff mm-hmm. about the difference between how some authors portray, which this is the same with any celebrity also, yeah. but how people portray themselves online for their fans versus how they are in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just like love the, the combination of like. It's fun finding out who is different in person. Fun finding out who's different. And you also have four people who are right about murder for their job. Yeah. That like makes it even like higher stakes. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all like four people who have and can create good ideas, whether it's getting away with murder or framing someone for murder. Yep. There's so many different elements to it. Mm -hmm. Also curious to read this and wonder if any of the authors in the books remind me of authors in real life that's what i think we talked about when like the synopsis first came out yeah everyone can have their own theories after they read the book i definitely have some theories for the ego meaning it's like a taylor swift song like you know everyone's <laughs> trying to figure out like who the she easter wrote eggs. it about <laughs> yeah, yeah and like easter eggs we're all gonna be like who did jamie write this about <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. That will be fun. I know. I know. I have some ideas for the egomaniac and the newbie. Yeah. But. (laughs) They're just ideas. Yeah. And everyone can have ideas. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. Coming out in May. Mm -hmm. Right before Thriller Fest. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Some good timing. That is going to be that is going to be a book that is discussed by the book community for a long time and i'm very excited to be part of that conversation <laughs> i know it's so exciting i can't oh, wait to i that. might want to read that one next just like read it early 
Um, if you do, I will because I was just thinking about that. Let's do it. Okay, so we can I'll know. start at Thursday or Actually, Friday. Since I might go to Thriller Fest, kind of want to read it now. I know. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, I have a recommendation that involves people in competition. Ooh, doing dangerous <laughs> things. Um, also I had your voice in my head because this one comes out the first week of June and we said April and May and I heard you like, it's our podcast. And so I'm including it, but it comes out June. (laughs) I have one that comes out March 28th. Okay. Nice. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. You know what though? The thing is, is when we do this for summer, there's so much that comes out June, July, and August that like, if you sneak in a June book now. Mm-hmm. go ahead because there's some places in the world that it's still going to feel like spring or winter in may yeah so they Definitely. might not feel like spring until june so you do you do you boo yeah plus it's one more so... book that we don't won't have in common <laughs> yeah i don't think or maybe we you broke the rules. <laughs> we've talked about, we've talked about the author but i don't i feel like you, it might not have been on your list um okay. girls and their horses by eliza jane brazier so close okay cool i couldn't tell set in the glamorous competitive world of show jumping a novel about the girls who ride their cutthroat mothers and suspicious deaths at a horse show when the nouveau riche parker family moves to an exclusive community in the heart of southern california they believe it's their chance at a fresh start Heather Parker is determined to give her daughters the life she never had, starting with horses. She signs them up for riding lessons at Rancho Santa Fe Equestrian, where horses are a lifestyle. Heather becomes a barn mom, part of a group of wealthy women who hang at the stables, drink wine, and prepare their daughters for competition. It's not long before the Parker family is fully enmeshed in the horse world. It's not long before the Parker family is fully enmeshed in the horse world from mean girl clicks to barn romance and dark secrets. With the end of summer horse show fast approaching, the pressure is on and these mothers will stop at nothing to give their daughters everything they deserve. Before the summer is over, lies will turn lethal, accidents will happen, and someone will end up dead. Dun, dun, dun. What were they called? Barn moms? barn moms like dance mom or stage yeah moms. i've never heard that term before but i love it i know and also like barn romance do you think some of the moms are cheating on their husbands in the barns probably you and have think... to be in some serious love or he's gotta look like henry cavill if i'm Ugh. hooking up with someone in a barn yeah like that can you like Hayes is not good on skin no no i would like leave there smelling like horse shit and be covered in hives i just was say i would actually probably have an allergy attack and like die that could be your thriller but we're never gonna do that <laughs> we will live vicariously through these women i'm not gonna say i would never do it because at the end of the day i would be like this would be a really good story and you That's would be the first point. person to be entertained by it It'd be so fun. 
because you'd be like oh the like I'd be like on Marco Polo with like a bale of hay in my hair like you're never gonna guess what I got and I'm like I had a dream about this <laughs> oh my god I know like when you were talking about there was something you said earlier about like mm-hmm. me being like like picking up on vibes or something to the effect and I was like okay you're like literally the one who was drinking an Olipop when I was thinking about them for two days straight I know and I'd been drinking them because I was on antibiotics so like I had my first poppy last night. Oh, you had your first poppy or all you mm-hmm. Poppy. Nice. I had the raspberry rose one. How was it? Oh, it was fucking amazing. I feel like I would really like that flavor. I was like, it's a prebiotic. It's healthy, even though I had Taco Bell for dinner. <laughs> Taco Bell is one of the healthier fast food places. So I know, but my doctor was not impressed when he was like, your blood pressure is really high. And I was like, I had Taco Bell for dinner last night. And I'm really sorry he can get over it and I was like and I got pissed off like three times today even though I took a half day and all I had for lunch was an iced coffee from Duncan I today's not today's not the day I should be here (laughs) (laughs) thankfully thankfully he was like oh as long as as long as your blood pressure is good at home (laughs) he doesn't talk like that but (laughs) I know (laughs) he just kind of like laughed it off like let me walk you out He's like, you're done here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Barn Moms, super pumped. Barn Moms cover's pretty cool too. I'm very excited for that. The cover is really I think cool. It's gonna be like snarky and yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like snarky cool. and like not like rely on like twists and turns. I feel like yeah. Sometimes that's just really entertaining. I feel like it's gonna be like. Big Little Lies mm-hmm. combined with like a Maycott book. Like it's going to have that snarkiness, but like yeah. the Big Little Lies vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want to read that. I know. I'm excited for it. Do you have it on NetGalley? I don't. I requested it a long time ago. Well. I did interview her, so I I'm could- gonna. I'm gonna yeah oh uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly what you're thinking that's what you should do good rich people um I'm gonna reach um reach out I'm gonna just pre-order a copy because I think that she's an author that I'm gonna continuously buy I love her yeah yeah she's really cool oh my gosh random side note but like it's yeah. not even fits what we're talking about this is another one of those weird coincidences I just saw on her stories like earlier today, her dog, she got him like a miniature version of him or just like a toy that looks exactly like the kind of dog he is. And he's like mm-hmm. jumping around the room, like freaking out, like he can't figure out what it is. And it was so. <laughs> Who is this new baby? <laughs> yeah. He was like, is it real? Is it a toy? Like he was so confused. He couldn't tell if it was a real dog or something he could like chew. It was so cute. Ugh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I love a cute dog story. Mm-hmm. Also, you do not have to stop Marco Poloing me when your dogs are acting up in the background because it okay. secretly, like, gives me a lot of entertainment. It'd oh, be, like, the same good. thing if, like, you had, like, kids and they were, like, fighting in the background yeah. or, like, being that's like, true. mom, mom, mom. But, like, I just think it's, like, super funny because your dogs, <laughs> like have zero problem like giving you shit and like putting (laughs) you in your place 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> he'll just be like standing. Like, like Bruce, give me a second, Bruce. And he's like, Brah, no, Brah. mom, you fucking pay attention to me right now. You wrap up this story with gear in like 30 seconds and get yes. your fucking ass over here. So, yes. yeah. No, and I, like, you have to hear them it entertains out me so much. In oh my God, I know. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> they do it a lot. <laughs> I love them. I They're love very them. cute. I'll let you listen to it now. Um, yeah. I don't even have a segue. It's okay. Barn moms. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just speaking of an author who was really cool and snarky, I guess. Mm. Um, my next one that I am very, very, very excited for. Like, can't wait to read this. Mm-hmm. Is you shouldn't have come here by Geneva Rose. Mm-hmm. Is that one of yours? That was one that I was like, I think he'll take it. So I like picked another author. I didn't think you would. <laughs> so I came I this like, close right. to picking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just sounds really good. It's about a woman yes. named Grace Evans, who is an overworked New Yorker looking for a total escape from her busy life, who books an Airbnb on a ranch in the middle of Wyoming. So when she arrives, she's pleasantly surprised to find that the owner is a handsome man by the name of Calvin Wells. Maybe there's a barn. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there are things Grace discovers that she's not too pleased about. The lack of cell phone service, a missing woman, and a feeling that something isn't right with the town. Despite her uneasiness and misgivings from Calvin's friends and family, the two grow close and start to fall for one another. However, as her departure date nears, things between them start to change for the worse. Grace grows weary of Calvin and his infatuation for her seems to turn into obsession. Calvin fears that Grace is hiding something from him. Told from dual points of view, you should have come here as a thrill ride and a cautionary tale of what can go wrong when you open up your house and your heart to a total stranger. That synopsis is so cool. That synopsis is amazing because Mm -hmm. the thing that I love is how you kind of feel like you're like, oh my God, Grace, get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like things are starting to look a little crazy, then get out of there. But then like as as you get farther down, it's kind of like you realize that you're going to get dual perspectives from them and knowing how she writes, it's going to be a wild, wild twisty ride. Yes. That yeah. was exactly what it made me think. I was like, she does multiple POV so well. Oh my God, I know. It's going to be so good. So fun. Yeah. Love her books. Me too. Yeah. She is amazing. I love, love, love her. Me so, too. Geneva Rose. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at the arc right now. And then, if you love that one, she has a bunch of other ones you can try out. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, she has thrillers and um, I believe one or two contemporary fiction. Mm-hmm. That's so what I think. she's just an amazing storyteller, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, my girl. Well, my next one. Mm-hmm. Not similar, oh. but it's called "Before We Were Innocent" by Ella Berman. 10 years ago, after a sun-soaked summer spent in Greece, best friends Bess and Joni were cleared of having any involvement 
and their friend Evangeline's death, but that didn't stop the media from ripping apart their teenage lives like vultures. While the girls were never com- uh, convicted, Joni, ever the opportunist, <laughs> capitalized on her newfound infamy to become a motivational speaker. Bess, on the other hand, resolved to make her life as small and controlled as possible so she wouldn't risk losing everything all over again, and it almost worked. Except now Joni is tangled up in a crime eerily similar to that one fateful night in Greece. And when she asks Bess to come back to the uh, come back to LA to support her, Bess has a decision to make. Is it finally time to face up to what happened that night, exposing herself as the young woman she once was and maybe still is? And what happens if she doesn't like what she finds? It's kind of Amanda Knox vibes. Yeah, that sounds really good. Vamped up. I might have to order that. Did you see the the cover is really cool too? I have seen the cover because somebody shared the cover on their stories on Instagram today, and yes, I was like, Ooh. I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, whoa, I'm gonna be talking about that. Yeah, I really like the cover. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for gray and like a pastel. Me too. Ugh, All the sign way. me. We are up. such millennials. I know. I'm oh, here for Berkeley it. too. Berkeley always publishes the best stuff. I know. Um. Okay. I added it to my wish list. Um. That sounds incredible. It also sounds yeah. a little like um. What is the name of it? We Were Never Here by Andrea Bartz. I haven't read that. Oh, you would really like that. Okay. Really like it. It's like like two friends who go on vacation every year together. And like one of them comes back to the hotel room Uh and this man is dead in their hotel room. And the other like friend is like, he attacked me. Like I killed him in self-defense. And the other friend is like okay like i understand that you killed this man in self-defense this time but why is this really similar to something that happened last year when we were on Mm. vacation oh my gosh yeah and it follows like a really like a friendship where you're like is this person guilty or not (gasps) um and like toxic female friendship you will devour the shit out of it you'll fucking love love that one yeah you will love it believe me you <laughs> um, I don't. I think it's Why like I... "Don't Believe It, Don't Believe Me" by Charlie Donnelly too. There's a similar. Yeah, similar... yeah, the one, the podcast one. Don't believe it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It follows a similar. Did yeah? Did Grace Siebold murder her boyfriend while on spring break vacation? Yes, I remember that. I really, really enjoyed that one. I did too. Um. Well, speaking of somebody committing multiple crimes or not, (laughs) I can't talk about spring without my boyfriend, Joe Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Yep. The fourth U book comes out the 25th of April. And your boy is very excited for it. It's called For You and Only You. And Carolyn Kapnis wrote it for me. So it's for Gare and Only Gare. Only you. <laughs> um, let's see. Joe Goldberg is in the 
hallowed halls of Harvard University, where he earns a coveted place in a writing fellowship and leaves crimson in his wake. Joe Goldberg is ready for a change. Instead of selling books, he's writing them, and he's off to a good start. Glenn Shoddy, an acclaimed literary author, recognizes Joe's genius and invites him to join a tight-knit writing fellowship at Harvard. Finally, Joe will be in a place where talent matters more than pedigree, where intellect is the great equalizer and anything is possible, even happy endings. Or so he thinks, until he meets his already published, already distinguished peers who all seem to be cut from the same privileged cloth. Thankfully, wonder enters the picture. They have so much in common, no college degrees, no pretensions, no stories from prep school or grad school, just a love for literature. If only Wonder could commit herself to the writing life, they could be those rare literary soulmates who never fall prey into their demons. I like lost my space. Um, <laughs> there's so much they're up against, but Joe has faith in Wonder. He will sacrifice his art for hers, and if he has to, he will kill her darlings for her. Yeah. I love the way she picks names for the women he fixates on like wonder <laughs> wonder it like adds to the to the like whimsy of the story almost yeah yeah i'm very excited for <laughs> there's just i just keep laughing because i've also thought this before too like i was waiting to get to the part in the synopsis where people knew that wonder was a person yeah. um because I also love that. Like, I love, like, the like a Beck mm-hmm. yeah. in the first book. And Peach. Yes. And then Love. Love. But the funny thing is, is, like, the third book, she was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing this name game. Because the woman in the third book that he becomes fixated on, her name's Mary Kay. I know. <laughs> Beck, went- Love, Mary Kay, and Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> poor mary gay <laughs> poor mary Kay was like i'm just trying to like live my life <laughs> maybe two little assholes maybe... on a podcast again me <laughs> maybe joe subconsciously was like i need a bland woman this time i wonder i wonder because mary Kay was a little bit more bland than the others mm-hmm in comparison to like first appearance and stuff but yeah. but yeah i just that sounds good love carolyn kepness and i'm very excited for this book oh excuse me um but yeah i'm very excited for it i don't know i don't know if this is the last one i don't know if there's going to be four or five i have two left Oh, no, I mean in the you. series. <laughs> I was like, he never asked me this. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up now that I talked about <laughs> Joe Goldberg. I know. Um, <laughs> you're like, I have two left. I'm like, in the series. In the series. Still oh talking about Carolyn Kepnes, as I always am. I know. <laughs> you should, though. I love her. She I commented on my Instagram post yesterday about oh. Jennifer Hillier, and I was like... <laughs> Oh, I love that. Like, why are you just such a fucking cool human being? I love That's her so amazing. much. I know. 
Mm. Um, well, speaking of sexy, maybe villains, maybe bad guys. Um, <laughs> Don't You Dare by Jessica Hamilton has one of those in it. Ooh, I totally forgot you picked that. Yeah. So when Hannah and Scarlett meet Thomas in college, the chemistry is instantaneous. They grow closer while playing the daring game where each dare is riskier than the last. <clears throat> As the trio grows closer and jealousy develops, Scarlett dares Thomas one final time, a dare that ends in tragedy. When Thomas gets expelled from school and leaves without a trace, it seems like the daring game has finally ended. 16 years later, Hannah is unhappy in marriage and in life. That is, of course, until she gets a mysterious email about the daring game from none other than Thomas himself. With Scarlet out of the picture, the sparks begin to fly between them once more. When Hannah and Thomas are called back to the place where they first played the game, they are welcomed by a single dare to tell the truth. Someone else is playing the game and knows about their affair, going as far as leaving a cryptic message in Hannah's house. Don't you dare. Hannah's list of suspects is long. Could it be her noisy neighbor, Libby, who has a few secrets of her own? Or did her husband plan this as revenge for the torrid affair? Is Scarlet back and ready to play again? The truth may set Hannah free, but only if she dares to risk everything she knows and loves suspenseful af <laughs> i have to say so <laughs> i love like a throwback to the past too and i'm so obsessed with that cover mm-hmm. i love everything about it yeah i'm obsessed with that yeah book where is that it's stuck in my cart Oh, there's no coming out. But I'm, this is fine. It's pretty. Look on their own. <laughs> yeah, look it up yourself. <laughs> um, that sounds really good. I love like a throwback to like the past in a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whether it's too. like dual timeline or like flashback, it just mm -hmm. something about it. When you have reveals in the present time and the past, it's just yes. so good. It's the best. That's how I'm writing my book right now. The way I'm finally structuring it is now I'm like figuring out how the things in the past matter in the present and then like figuring out which order to put them in. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's been fun. I like that. You know, I just can't wait to read it and I know. have an episode where whatever the subject is i'm like this book by kate the great oh is one of my picks for this subject oh, it'll be so fun mm -hmm. um while speaking it. of someone's past coming back to haunt them go on <laughs> one of my favorite storytellers has a book coming out this spring and her name is miss Hannah Mary McKinnon. Yes. The Revenge List, which sounds to me like it's going to be her most like complex, most yeah. unique book yet, but in such a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they say life flashes before your eyes when you're about to die, but all she could see was regret. The people in Frankie Morgan's life say she's angry, emotionally stunted, combative, but really who can blame her? It's hard being nice when your clients are insufferable, your next-door neighbor is a miserable woman, and the cowardly driver who killed your mother is still out there living it up somewhere. Somehow, though, she finds herself at her very first anger management group session, drinking terrible coffee and learning about forgiveness is a process. (laughs) One that starts with a list. Frankie is skeptical. A list of everyone who's wronged her in some way over the years? More paper, please. Still, she makes the pointless list with her own name in a prominent spot and promptly forgets about it until it goes missing. And one by one, the people she's named start getting hurt in freak accidents, each deadlier than the last. Could it be coincidence giving her the revenge she never dared to seek or something more sinister? If Frankie doesn't find out who's behind it all, she might be next. I love tales of revenge in general i do too and i also love like i love like the, like, the main protagonist and this is like just pissed she's just <laughs> mad she's <laughs> mad like please yeah 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 and hannah mary mckinnon will she make can tell a story so mm-hmm. yeah she can tell a story she's got a good like amount of like snark and like something else i can't put my finger on yes i agree yeah Yeah. she's a gem so i can't wait to read that my next book is from a gem as well and i think they're kind of friends um danielle gerard is the author of my next book Mm -hmm. Um, And her Badlands thriller series continues with Up Close. Um, And it is about, it's every parent's worst nightmare. In only a few months, a small town of Hagen has lost two high school seniors, both under strange circumstances. When a third senior, the mayor's son, drives through the plate glass window of the town's diner and ends up in a coma, the deaths no longer seem unrelated accidents the town is paralyzed with fear the police can find no good explanation other students deny any knowledge of what's happening but detective kylie milliard is certain at least some are lying hagen's sole investigator kylie (laughs) milliard fears that something sinister is at play but she can't convince the town's powers that be to take her concerns seriously Mounting discord between herself and Hagen's sheriff have her thinking that it may be time to leave Hagen for a bigger city and a new job, but she's not going anywhere until she determines the connection between the self-destructive act of the mayor's son and the two untimely deaths. Whoever is behind the dangerous stunts doesn't want to be discovered. To keep their secret, they're willing to take out anyone who gets too close. With time running out before the next stunt, Kylie is in a race to solve the puzzle. She's all too clear that until she does, no one, not the students nor the town, is safe from danger. Mm. Small town. Missing person. Darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the two, the first two books. I did too. Yeah, they're really good. I love the way she tells really the story. Them. I do too. I really, I like her a lot. Yeah. 
yeah she's really sweet too like mm-hmm. incredibly sweet i agree i talked um, to her about the second one white out mm-hmm. so good yeah both of her books were really good and they're really dark yeah. and twisty yeah they are she does not hold back layers lots of mm-hmm. layers yeah yeah really good at characters so good with characters mm-hmm. yeah i love danielle gerard me too I have an author for my last mm-hmm. one who's been incredibly sweet to me on Instagram. Oh. Um, and the reason this book, I mean, the, the book sounds really good to me, so don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But the reason that this book came across my radar is because I fell in love with the cover. Yeah. Like to the point that I was like, oh my God, I don't care if this is about aliens and like <laughs> spaceships and stuff like that. Like, I'm just going to buy it. But yeah, um, it comes out March 28th. Mm. And it's called Not So Perfect Strangers by L.S. Stratton. Okay. Um, let's see. It is two women in a tense domestic thriller, which is a modern spin on Alfred Hitchcock, Strangers on a Train, that flips the script on race and gender politics. I'm a big believer that women should help each other, Tasha, she says. Don't you think? Tasha Jenkins has finally found the courage to leave her abusive husband. Taking her teenage son with her, Tasha checks into a hotel the night before their flight out of D.C. and out of Cordell Jenkins' life forever. But escaping isn't so easy, and Tasha soon finds herself driving back to her own personal hell. As she's leaving, a white woman pounds on the car window, begging to be let in. Behind the woman, an angry man is in pursuit. Tasha makes a split-second decision that will alter the course of her life. She lets her in and takes off. Tasha and Madison Gingle may have had different everyday realities, but what they have in common is marriages they need out of. The two women want to help each other, but they have very different ideas of what that means. They are on a collision course that will end in a case files of DC MPD homicide unit. Unraveling the truth of what really happened may be impossible and futile because what the truth has ever done for women like Tasha and Madison. I can't believe I've never heard of this book. It yeah. sounds amazing. It sounds really, really good. And the cover is very, very cool. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love an aerial view and I feel yeah. like you don't see it on book covers very often. No so you don't um and especially after reading the plot the cover i'm like oh my god that's fucking incredible i know but yes it sounds so good i cannot wait to read it same yeah i want to read it. and i'm glad i saved it for last because it's the one that comes out the soonest <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah it is. so yeah next week yeah mm-hmm. and um definitely going to be ordering a physical copy of that one so yeah i might have to add yeah, to the shelf oh i know oh you could have it like, like right on the top since the cover is so pretty yeah i am gonna get like lights you can get lights that you put like here that like shine down on the books i wish i wish i had room somewhere because i'm obsessed with that bookshelf it's it is really small 
but you have a lot of bookshelves. <laughs> so maybe you really don't have room. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have room anywhere. Yeah. For anything that I want in life other than books. Books, books, books. <laughs> yeah, most of mine mm. are on a device. So that's why yeah. I can do that. 